Oh, hello there, Alistair. Oh, that was the nicest intro to Alistair I've ever heard you do. Um, yeah. Welcome to, uh, did we even title this? Have we titled this yet? Not yet. To be determined. This little intro, or this interlude. Uh, for those of you listening, this is a ongoing we little recap. We could title it, I Put My Robe On. Ooh. Which is a I, classic. I, it's a classic, yep. And the wizard hat. And I oh. will wear a robe in the oh, future. Oh, my God. I put on my robe. That's what it should be. All right. There it is. From I now don't, on. I don't get, I don't get you the You don't reference. get the classic joke. I put on my Google robe it. and wizard hat. I'm no. very Google sad that. by that. Babe, I know that you want to be silent a good time. this entire time, but do you know the reference? Nope. She doesn't know Incognito. the reference either. All right, guys. So... For those of you joining us, which is, you know, the thousands and thousands of fans we have, this is uh, I Put On My Robe, where we recap the previous episodes of 1D5 Skulls and Shackles. Uh, now, we may or may not be coming to you from the future, um, maybe doing this a little bit retroactively, where we already know some things have gone down, but our resident rules lawyer, David, has so graciously listened to the last five episodes um the first five us, episodes the first five episodes there you go uh david how about you give us a little recap well the first episode uh mm. started off great where your hero is where um off drinking and rabble rousing separately and then we got press ganged mm. and uh that sucked oh, uh, God. um it didn't, it didn't get any better did it no, it didn't get any better. Uh, three episodes in, the captain has still not been named. I just want to point that out. Really? Yeah, never once. Never once did you say his name. <laughs> I don't uh, believe you. I yeah, feel like no, I said it in the first... Yeah, wait a minute. You're wrong. You're no, wrong. It's not It's not named. He's not Those of you who are listening to this, if I think he was named... Please I don't think so. Because I remember episodes. Five episodes in. Really? I said three. I said three because I've listened oh. to three. Mm. That's all I. That's all I got. Um, possible. That's possible. Okay. All right. So tell us what happens in the first three episodes because you guys were press ganged. That's correct. I think the first episode was largely scampering about the uh, the rigging, um, but I think going into that episode, my concern was I think akin to a lot of DM's concerns that the nature of being press ganged and a prisoner on a ship isn't very doesn't give the players much agency and so you know you guys being the crazy bunch you are i think that was going to be difficult but you saw it through we the first certainly episode. felt powerless and completely mm -hmm. at the mm -hmm. whims of the despotic crew mm -hmm. as a matter of fact well, didn't one of you guys so rebel impressive. immediately like at the very, it was Biltmark, right, David? Biltmark, like walked, yeah, he walked. Up. That's because you can't kill him, right? It's nothing yeah. to fear. I have been trying to kill him for <laughs> almost twenty episodes now. <laughs> yeah, not, you know, unfortunately, sometimes other members of the party get caught in the crossfire and they die. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Too. That's true. Spoilers. That's true. Yep. Spoilers. Rest in peace, that person. Um, but yeah, or, it's, uh, let, let me correct. They may get injured and possibly die. <laughs> no true. spoilers here. That's true. I'm just it's, building uh, a sense of foreboding and fear in our audience of one. You guys should might I say I was, characters. I was very excited to find out our one fan wrote in. Hey, speaking of which, 
we have another listener mail that we will get to. Oh, I was we have so... two listeners. Oh, we have, we have how, two. how are we going to share so many listeners amongst all of us? I know. I was uh, going to suggest uh, that we check the one D five email as right, part of this. As we're doing this, so this <laughs> we can like at the end or something like that. Okay. But, cool. Um, write an email. <laughs> write an email right now as you're listening, and then we'll answer it in this, this, is live. this recording. This is live. Um, yeah, so like I said, you know, the agency was one thing, but you guys made it out that first episode pretty well. I don't think you made any friends the first episode, right? I think that came... We, Go ahead. We didn't. Um, the, and the thing that I found the hardest is like usually in shit like this, it's like, oh, we chose to be a group, right? So there's like some... I'm going to be your friend, let's be friend type thing. Mm. And this one, you can really tell like at the beginning, like none of us were sure. It's also because all of us are bad at trying to role play, but like none of us were all, there's no like camaraderie. Mm. Not really. It, it kicks I, up much harder in the yeah, second episode. Exactly. It, gets it, better. it yeah. does get better. And I think that's I think the case. You're also trying to figure out your character, right? And you're yeah. put in these uh, impromptu situations where you don't know how your character would respond. Yeah. And we're also trying to figure out the voices. And that's really yeah. hard. <laughs> oh, yeah. My voice is awful. God, I haven't gotten voice. to yeah. stone. It, it's not. It's not. Yeah, the I'll voices. say I think Malagor's voice has gotten progressively worse, but I think his role playing has gotten better. <laughs> yeah. I think the same with me, too. With stone. Uh, I think I early think, on there's too much emphasis in trying to get the voice right and not enough on yes. who my character was and how he'd react. I think a lot of people get lost in trying to find a voice and realize that you could make characters just out of mannerisms. A lisp, you know what I mean? Like you could do that without any sort of accent or, you know, a stutter or a slow troll of speaking. And for me as a DM, it's really difficult to keep track of everyone's. I think I I think I've memorized some, like obviously Master Plug's voice, um, Tilly's voice. I How love. We forget Master um, Slug. Yeah, and uh, uh, ooh, Fish Guts. I love Fish Guts. Um, but there are a lot of characters that I just. Oh, really what about the Armor Smith, the, the Quartermaster? Rock. Rock. Yeah. Rock was cool. Yeah. That was good voice. Mm. Your, your first voice for Sendara was really good, and it changed the next oh. episode. Yeah. It's like the Southern Bell. Oh, that's what I was going for. I really yeah. like Sandara. Sandara's yeah. a lot of fun. Um, but, you know, I think one of the gripes from other DMs who play through this adventure path is the amount of bookkeeping. It's all, it's a mini Kingmaker. People say this is like the smaller version of Kingmaker in terms of tracking. Um, but, you know, we chose the adventure path and I'm excited to see it through, um, especially as the story starts to form. I think that's, that's a really big thing. Um... What are your guys' favorite parts in the first few episodes? Try to keep it there. No spoilers for our two listeners. Um, Bilge Bark is my favorite part. He's. I think that. I think that <laughs> Red's really funny. There's a lot of like random, just aloof shit, like where he just sits there thinking about how if a, a 450 pound weight dropped from 10 feet would kill somebody. Yeah, God, I, I wish we could have resolved that. Oh. Or maybe we did. Did we get to the point where he was uh, rat catching in the first three episodes? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, did, yeah. Episode oh two, my I think. God. That one was Such good. a great quote. What did he say? He said, I bet you're wondering how I caught all these rats. 
and then he said, I'll never tell or something. Yeah, and I yeah. just remember dying. It was really good. Yeah. I quite enjoyed the creative culinary solutions we came up with for some of our problems. Mm -hmm. Sometimes all you need is to cook. Cook away your problems. Hey, you know what? You guys latched on to the right NPCs. I'm really glad. Um, And Sill. I love the relationship between Bilgemark and Sill. Um, Yeah. It, it like, just starts in episode three, I think. Oh, that's so entertaining. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's definitely definitely something that I see going a little bit further. Um, yeah, it's kind of hard not to talk about the rest of the episodes because there's so much that has happened since episode one through five. But I think episode one through five is you guys really getting your sea legs um, mm-hmm. and trying to figure out how many crits, how many fails did you count? So the very first roll of the AP was me failing. And what breaking. was that roll on? It was to picked the lock using Malagor's nose ring. So Malagor still doesn't have a nose ring. I owe him a, or Stone owes him a nose ring. Hmm. Oh. Um, and then Aiden's first roll, I think, was a one. Wow. And then in that same episode, he rolled a 20. Okay, so that's fair. And then like... you rolled a 20. Good. I like that. I always like that. And that's all I've got through three episodes. Oh, that's pretty good. I think the uh, the crits, the fails and the crits start to really rack up as we get further on. Um, you know, and as Aiden said, as does the roleplay. I think for me, it's really daunting for roleplay episodes. So I've been trying to really focus on those as of late. Um, of course, we're always heading into a combat, especially what we're going to be doing tomorrow. And And on that note, Combat is always really hard when you are under level three. Like a, yeah. die roll, a die roll either way can make or break an entire combat yeah. at those levels. Yeah. You could really just die. Yeah. Just flat out die. And, uh, you know, I think that's that's homogenous across all game types, Pathfinder, yep. D&D, and all APs uh, and modules. Yep. Those are just really dangerous levels unless they you are. don't work. Yeah, well, there's a whole different rule set, I think, well, for him. Yeah. You know, personally, I find levels at, say, 5 through 15 to the most engaging because you've got a lot of tactical options. And levels 1 to 3, you don't, right? Everyone's got you know, one or two things they can do. So it's very predictable and it's very based upon just die rolls. Yep. And yep, the, yep. the later levels, you've got so many different tactical options and creative uses of your different abilities. It's really interesting. Yeah, and, and after think, that, it gets very hard to keep the encounters balanced because they're yes, so high level. Exactly, and that's the whole thing. It's like at a low level, I have to sort of pull the punches, or I'll kill everybody. But levels five through fifteen, it's almost like you guys are challenging me at that point. You know what I mean? I'll come to you with, you know, either hard or deadly encounters, and you guys will pull things out of a hat. And that's happened multiple times, and we'll talk about it on the next episode of I Put On My Robe. Um, but it, you guys really do surprise me with some of your tactics in these combats. And that's the fun part for me. I really do like the battles of D&D, and I like the tactical aspect. I mean, I love Final Fantasy Tactics and Tactics Ogre and just different things like that where you have to really do some positioning. Um, and I think that aspect of D&D is what really attracted me to it and then the role play now now that you guys are comfortable with each other um 
and I'm comfortable with the story, it's really starting to shine. And I really like the direction that we're going. Um, but yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was really funny listening to it. And there were like certain things where like someone would say something and I'd like think of shit that Stone would say. And then there's just like silence for a while. Uh, none, of us, none of us are ready to do it. Yep. Um, yep. So it's like, I don't know. It definitely yeah. gets better as the time as time goes on. But that was one thing I definitely noticed about those first few episodes was that like there's a lot of people like lobbing up opportunities and then it just like falling flat. And then just silence. Yeah. And so uh, for, for me on the editing side, I've gotten a lot better um, at tediously editing out long pauses. So it sounds a lot more cohesive. But you guys as players have gotten a lot better at talking to each other. And I forgot the first time it happened, but I believe David you initiated it and i think we'll talk about it in the next episode but it's one of those moments where i could sit back and you guys have a conversation and those are my favorite parts as a dm it happened in curse of the crimson throne um when there was an artist at the bar i forgot her name yeah and you guys were upstairs yeah, that, the fire that was beautiful yeah. that was and beautiful. someone else went to bed during that scene as well i think it was um Ryan's character, I forget his name, the yes, Chrono the wizard. wizard. Yeah, he missed yeah. out on all the good dialogue we had. Yep, it was great. Yeah. And I think that happens in episode six of 1D5. So that's something to look forward for those of you listening at home. Uh, do we want to touch on anything else or do we want to get to this this question? Let's, let's read our fan mail. Yeah, I think this is a very interesting question uh, from Steve. Stephanie, and there's no last name given. Oh. I mean, this isn't spoilers. I think people obviously know what's going to happen. Eventually, when the players get off of the servitude ship and get a ship of their own, how will it work mechanically? Will they have an entire crew? How many people man a ship? Who will be the captain? It's great because clearly this person's a not there yet yeah we won't yeah. we won't say who's the captain <laughs> we, we won't we won't well, say but well, I, what i will say which i think was very interesting is contrary to a lot of other games i've played none of us actually really wanted to be the captain <laughs> don't blame because, you Stephanie, because we're thank all you friends. for your question we're yeah, all friends it, right and so we didn't yeah. want to be burdened with the extra responsibility of trying to keep the peace and give everyone role-playing opportunities etc you know a lot of us have demanding professional yeah. lives where we're different types of leadership roles and you just mm -hmm. don't want that uh, when we're trying to relax and have fun too yeah. and the thing is Stephanie again thank you for your question it's a, it's a good question um, let me answer some of the bookkeeping in the back of this question the crew is mostly background noise there are four five main roles on a ship Stephanie um, in this module at least um and we have more than enough people to fill those roles through PCs and NPCs. And um, the captain will have a lot of responsibility. Um, but as Aiden mentioned, you guys are all friends. So the dynamic will be different than what you guys are listening to in the first five episodes. Captain Morales is very oppressing, um, you know, by nature and for reasons, for, for multiple, multiple reasons. Uh, but later on, yes, um, one of these PCs will have to be a captain. And we'll see who it is. That yeah, I mean, gonna... at the time of this, at the time of this, we haven't really done anything, right? Like, we haven't done actual 
pirating in the campaign yet. No, so, like, you mean as at, we, at the time of another ship? Yeah, you, we are you talking about? Another ship. Are you talking about like as of where we are right now, or where they're listening? Because I'm going to put this in line with episode. Yeah, as of the 22nd of Saranith. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. Yes. Um. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot to be said about being a captain of your own ship and the way this AP goes. And for those of you listening who have played through Skulls and Shackles, I did something very, very different for the second book. And that's something that we'll touch on sooner or later, I'm sure. Yeah, at the end of this book. Um, but there is an alternate option depending on the way your party's cohesion goes. And I chose the alternate option. So it'll be a very interesting, interesting discussion. But they are barreling towards a greater responsibility. And I think that's the best way to answer that without really answering it too much. Um, yeah, it's going to be fun. Ship mechanics are going to be great. Uh, written as worded or worded as written, ruled as written. R-A-W. Yeah, thank you. Rules layer, David. Um, I don't think the ship rules are that great. So I really... Wait, my wife is saying something. Yeah, it's probably just you. It's happened to me a couple times. Um, pause for edit. Um, but yes, written. Our rules, rules is, is written. written. Yeah, rules is written. It makes ship battle kind of boring and monotonous, but I found quite a few things that I made a collaboration of rules that I think are going to be a lot of fun. That's cool. Shout out to Sea of Thieves. Yeah, it's going to be fun. <laughs> It's going to be fun. But um, do you have any closing thoughts, guys? We're going to keep well, this. Well, I have something else to talk about. Yeah, yeah, let's hear it. That uh, between episode two and three, Malagor makes the most batshit crazy fucking decision that I guess we talked him out of. Where So we had the fight, right? And going into that whole, like, roll of the dice makes a really big uh, difference when you're at a low level. Like, um, Lilith does 12 damage at one point with a cantrip and just like one shot somebody. And then Malibor, Lilith one shot someone? She yeah. actually hit someone? Yeah, it was like her very first her very first attack. Uh her very first attack. What cantrip yeah. was it? Lightning lore. Oh, uh, that's the only time lightning lore ever worked. Yeah. And because she used like I guess when she hit, which I, I didn't know, and it's because she never hit ever again. Mm. Is that um is that uh she can curse like and do extra damage yeah like when she hits mm -hmm. so um she ended up doing like 12 damage at one shot somebody and then malagor also one shot someone or would have like the guy was softened up but he did 11 damage with this crazy ass spell that that's a level one spell and does 3d 10 damage and i don't Wait. remember yeah that's old dead wounds Oh, inflict wounds. Which 3D10? to me just seems crazy for a level yeah. one spell, especially if you drawback? use inspiration die. It's touch. It's touch. That's the only thing that I can That's think of. That's the only drawback? But if, you, if you're building, so the way that I assigned his ability points was always to go Cleric Paladin, so he was always intended to be a melee combatant. So he was able to make that role. Yeah. It, it's well, I think a more traditional Cleric might have struggled to do it. Yeah, for sure. But then his crazy ass decided he was just going to like pull this dead body up on board. Oh like, my God, that's right. <laughs> and, like 
you were ready to at the end of it. And I guess we talked you out of it in between. Oh my god, and I'm so glad because as I, a DM, I was I'm like curious okay. to just see how Nick would handle it. <laughs> I would have killed all of you. You would have all. I think Malagor would have taken the fall there. I think Malagor would have taken the fall because there are a lot of TPK situations in the beginning of this book, and it's just like, man. I th yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. That 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 could have been bad, but you guys made it out alive. But, and we found a use for that body anyway. Yeah, you we did. did. You did. But, and think about how big of a bummer it would have been if, like, the second episode, he just gets keelhauled and killed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, it. it would have been it would have been a really realistic and gritty uh, happening, and it happens a lot from reading the forums. You know, TPKs in the first, you know, three or four sessions. But I'm glad that. I'm glad that there wasn't a TPK in the first five episodes. I'll say that much for, you know. We're not even on this AP anymore. We switched APs. What do you even mean? Oh, oh, shit, that's spoilers. Spoilers. Yeah, we, we finished it, right? Curse <laughs> of the Crimson Throne. Age of Anarchy. But yeah, so it's, um, it's fun. And I've got a lot planned for tomorrow, too. It's going to be really fun. This whiskey is going to help yeah, out. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to do like a a two-minute uh, just spiel at the beginning of the episode on Malagor and him impersonating Tink. Just to, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Tomorrow? Tomorrow, yeah. Yeah. I've been All thinking right. about doing some more because uh, uh, I can't remember oh, when you Oh, you're did. in costume still. You guys are yes. still in costume. Yes. Oh, wait, wait. No spoilers. Yeah, you're going to have to edit this okay. out. Yeah, I'm going to edit that. Okay. But, That's um, great. I've been thinking yeah. about trying to write something too about Stone because Malagor did one and it was good and I figure like it was amazing it'd be good to throw something in but I need to think of that Sam's voice acting yeah yeah. I just I, I need I think that's the one thing that helps me as a DM impromptu things like that and Aiden just seems to have an abundance of time on his hands to do these little blurbs I, um, I I write in my head while I drive to work. <laughs> I spend too much time driving to work, but I I also re-listen to every episode while I drive. Good. And I, generally, while I'm driving, I spend a lot of time thinking about D and D. Good. Yeah. You know, I'm actually about to release. At the time of this episode, I'll be releasing episode ten, yeah. which is a very, very cool episode uh, for reasons. Oh yeah, that's oh, great. Man. Oh god yeah. i'm so ready for it we just happens very quickly it happens you know, there's literally hours and hours of build up and then in five minutes we we go from zero to hundred yeah. it's great yeah. i i need to listen to the part exactly where you could you could probably hear the shock on oh, my face and, and the misty step too oh. oh god everything is so it's i just i can't believe that he planned that i i almost don't he believe did. that yeah yeah he planned it like behind the scenes that you guys. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he said he was gonna he he was gonna do it like. Yeah. The only thing I think was improv was the misty step. Everything else was carefully planned. And I walked right into it. You walked right into it. Yeah. yeah it was it was really good. It was good enough. Right. We did. Yeah, we'll we see. Did you guys are walking right into some trouble tomorrow. So thank you for joining us. Next time you come, you better have a robe. Yeah, I will have, have a robe. robe next time. I'd like good. to do this again. Excellent. Cheers, David. Cheers. Yes, excellent. And uh, thank you for listening to I Put My Robe On. Yeah, and you know, it, it excites me to think that not only do we have fun, but there are other people 
besides us who enjoy yeah. this episode. Shout out to Stephanie. Oh, yeah. I know. Shout that was pretty wild. Stephanie. And we got uh, another fan mail a while back. Um, William. 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 Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Shout out to Stephanie and William. I really think it's that little blurb. Hey, yeah. we have a email address you could email us at. Hey, I actually, um, I gave my pen pal uh, a link to 1D5. So we yeah. That's some more fun. Nice. Cool. He yeah, plays D&D exciting. too. Well, oh, cool. maybe we'll have him on as a automaton. So uh, shout out to Jeruski if you ever listen to this. Shout out to Jeruski. Zeruski. I don't know if I'm saying it correctly. All right. Zeruski. Jeruski. Correct us. Write us in. We'll have you on the podcast. It'll be great. All right, gentlemen. We're going to go play World of Warcraft with my wife. All right. Good night. See See you you tomorrow. Goodbye. Bye, guys.